Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Banter Booth. I'm your host, Zach Crawford. Joining me today, Jordan Fiddler. Hello. All right. Good to have you back. Yeah, glad to be back. And, uh... For the listeners, if you haven't heard this song yet, this is the new No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. Mm. And it's it's great. It's soothing. It Very chill. I feel like I'm getting like a lullaby and a threat. For like, this is the next 007 theme. And the only other one that comes to my mind when I think about 007 is Skyfall. Mm. It's one of the only other memorable ones I, I know. And I've seen a good portion of the 007 movies. I Adele's Skyfall is the only one I really remember. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Um, I have, like, a faint memory of 007 movies now. I just know Daniel Craig hates to do them. (laughs) I know for a lot of the older ones, I have a very foggy memory on it, but for the newer ones, it's pretty good to remember. Mm -hmm. I know Sam Smith, I think, did Spectre, but that one was very forgettable. It might have still won a fucking Oscar, too, which is astounding. Mm -hmm. Did not deserve it. But I just wanted to play this because everybody should hear this song if you haven't, especially this part. whispering as she was saying stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody could hear that. <laughs> I'm sure everyone could notice that I was like, I'm sad. All right, but enough of the song. It's honestly probably one of my favorite 007 themes now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big Billie Eilish fan. Me neither. But th- this just like immediately I was like, this is going to win the Oscar next year for best original song. I feel yeah. like 007 songs usually win, but this one should definitely now there could be another song that comes out this year. I know they got like um, an In the Heights musical. I think I got that correct. There might be a song in there that people are just like, "Oh, here we go, original song," and that might win. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe another Greatest Showman might come out this year. Yeah, like another movie like Greatest Showman because I love that movie. Like I we're do so like early in the year that we're like we don't know what's going to be coming out in the future yeah. or how many things are going to be coming out in the future. So We just finished the la- this past awards season. Yeah. The Academy Awards just happened. I think we're just getting way too excited about everything now. Well, but. yeah. Well, we love the Academy Awards. We love paying attention to that stuff and getting like, oh man, who's going to win this? Who's going to win this? Mm-hmm. Like, and, the, the, and making the bets and all that. Like, I did the betting pool with the SiriusXM's Jake Hahn a few weeks ago. And then I did a recap by myself and... That's just so much fun talking about the Oscars. There's just so much stuff that happens, so much so much enjoyable stuff. Really brings the film community together. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion, at least for me and everyone I know. Yeah. I felt for. Uh, uh, I don't want to like talk about the Oscars right now, but like, <laughs> uh, just like we'll move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. My my experience with that was, uh, I watched all the nominees, like, I'd say two weeks prior to the. Mm. to the Academy Awards and I don't know I, I don't know what's better watching them all throughout the year or ra- like all of them all at the well, end well I liked cramming like I liked oh I went out to the theater and I watched 1917 and mm. like I went out to the theater and I, I'd seen a bunch of them I did a bunch of double features so when I was able to cram in some time to rent Rocket Man and watch it and I fell in love with so many more movies I always hate cramming till the end but sometimes it's like the only way I can see them like the Varsity in Toronto plays like all the awards movies, so it's always great. Go on a Tuesday, seven bucks or eight bucks. Mm-hmm. See, do a double feature. I did that when I was when I saw Nineteen Seventeen. Like it's, I feel like it's better for me to do that, to like get all my opinions on each and like compare them all individually, mm-hmm. just so like I I know in my heart what I want to win. Yeah. But you also, for some of them, you need time to ruminate with it. Mm-hmm. Like, f- I saw Parasite a week before the Academy Awards, and I did not want to watch any other movie for that week. Yeah. I ended up watching it three it's, times. It's easy to get swayed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's when the hype for Bong Joon-ho's Parasite really started. Like, I know that that <laughs> hype was going for the whole year. Oh, my God, we're going right into Parasite? We were just talking about 007. Yeah. We'll go back to that in a second, but I caught the train. I, I joined the Bong Hive, as they call it. Late into the game, but I totally understood. Mm-hmm. I we had watched a few of his other movies, Snowpiercer and Okja before that. Not his other stuff like Memories of a Murder, although that's on the watch list. And a few of his other South Korean ones. I wonder if that man's like still breathing after all the drinking he did. At, well, he just that got night. back home in South Korea <laughs> yesterday. I saw a video where he like oh he's doing was walking well? through the he's airport. Well? He's that's alive. He's good. Good. <laughs> no no severe liver damage that we know of yet. Mm-hmm. But. Back to Billie Eilish. She was at the Oscars. She was at the Oscars. Oh, man. (laughs) She Uh, was at the Oscars, but back... Okay, this one, 007. mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. Back in the day, growing up with Pierce Brosnan, I, like, loved Die Another Day. When? What was your first experience with James Bond? James Bond probably... I know my dad was big with uh, the Pierce Brosnan ones, but, like, I didn't fully watch a whole James Bond movie until like Casino Royale. Ooh, so the Daniel Craig era. So Daniel Craig is your 007. Yeah, but then again, I used to have a 007 video game. Oh, so Golden I guess I can, I, can, I can count that. Yeah, GoldenEye or the one that was for GameCube. I don't oh, know. Oh, the Russia with Love one. Is that, the, is that the one? I played that one on the, on the GameCube growing up. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago, but like <laughs> those are my experiences with James Bond. They need to make more James Bond video games. I know they did like a remastered GoldenEye for the PS3, if I recall correctly. Oh, I, that was disgusting. I mean, that was absolutely disgusting. My, I think my brother bought it, and we ended up playing it a bunch. Yeah, so, I mean, sure I had can, some fun. Yeah, I'm sure you can make fun uh, like of it. Well, not of it, but I mean, you can make fun. Have some with fun it. with it. Yeah, exactly. And make fun of it at the same time, because I know for a fact it's like a, an ungodly remake. Yeah, I feel like James Bond is one of those cultural icons in the movie world, but like. If you want to get into movies, you got to know who James Bond is. Mm-hmm. And he's also somebody growing up. I, I, I knew who James Bond was without even seeing a single movie. You would just hear about him so much in the, in the culture zeitgeist, right? You just yeah. hear about him all the time. Oh, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, movie all the time. And now Bond 25, No Time to Die coming out. And like we said, Billie Eilish, great title sequence. So Bond 25. There's 25 movies? 
There's 25 James Bond movies. That's wild. It's time to start the binge now to get ready for No Time to Die. How many movies are uh, is uh, Marvel at for their universe? It's probably 25. 25? I, I swear Endgame was like 23. So maybe like Black Widow will be 24 and then Eternals will be 25. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to count the Disney Plus shows. Nah, as their shows. I mean, uh, yeah, because yeah. we're not counting like <laughs> Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. And clearly they don't care about the Daredevil or Netflix shows, so we shouldn't count them either. Nope. Although those are good. They are good. But Some apparently <laughs> Kevin Feige's like, they don't matter. Maybe we'll bring Daredevil back. Maybe not. Netflix, mm. come on. It's a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I understand because like they're completely different. Like you're looking yeah. at completely different things. Yeah. When you see them, so it'd be weird to have them together at some point. But Bond, damn, twenty five movies. That's a hell of a feat. And this is supposed and to be the last since the sixties. This is the last Daniel Craig one, right? Last Daniel Craig. And then who knows what happens after this? Will it be black James Bond? Will we get Idris Elba? Like, or will we get another white guy playing James Bond? Or a female? Yes, yeah. I've I've heard those rumblings, but then the producer of it like came out and said she didn't want to make a, like, why make James Bond a female when there's so many other great characters that we could do that with that are actually like female like people mm-hmm. like um just trying to think of like a character like James Bond instead of just taking a role that's traditionally male and whatever. This yeah. is not my opinion. This is just from what I remember what the producer of James Bond had said. Yeah, that it'll probably be male again, but it could be. Who knows? If we'll get another white guy or if we'll get like. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like heard of like all the rumblings too, and since I'm like, like big on James Bond, I like to like keep myself updated on like just weird stuff like this. But yeah. Hmm. Well, I I watched a lot of the Pierce Brosnan ones growing up. Die another day. That's when I fell in love with Halle Berry. I growing but, up, all of a sudden I was like Halle Berry. That's the dream. That's the dream. Are those the James Bond movies where they like? The special effects and CGI and it just look hilarious. Oh, oh and Die Another Day, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he's okay. like riding a tidal wave at the end. Yeah. Surfboard, yeah, yeah, a parachute and all I'm that. thinking of, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that's what killed Pierce Brosnan's 007. Goldeneye made him amazing and then Die Another Day was like, fuck you. Um, What's another movie Pierce Brosnan even did? I'm trying to think. Uh, Mamma Mia. Both of them. The November Man. I'm I'm butchering it because he's in so many other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's one I watched in history class in elementary school that I'm like Gray Owl or something. They made us watch that. Is uh, 007 his like biggest thing ever? That's the well for me. Pierce Brosnan is 007, and other stuff he's done. Like anytime I see him in it, I'm always just like, hey, 007, mm-hmm. James Bond, Daniel Craig. I see Daniel Craig and I go, Daniel Craig. I don't go. I don't think of him as James Bond, even though he's done like this will be his fifth movie. I've seen uh, Pierce Brosnan. In a uh, a Robert Pattinson movie that came out in like 2011. I know this one. It's called uh, Remember Me. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it's like a it's a romance movie, but with a twist. I think you can you can go all out. Spoiler warning, if you want to say this twist. Yeah. Uh, spoiler warning. Uh, it ends with the twin towers. Totally unexpected. Moments before, yeah. It, they they set it up. They have like the little like his little sister or something is in like a classroom, and then they reveal the date. And it's like September eleventh, two thousand and one, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then he's in the office, and then they slowly, slowly like they're Zoom moving out. out. They're moving out, and then the camera's showcasing like, oh, here we go, establishing. Yep, he's in the twin towers. Oh my god. Yeah. And then there's like this like, it's not like a montage, but it's like that would be a horrible use of a montage. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. It's it's just it just shows like everybody like 
looking Re- at reacting. It. They're not the dad gets out of the Pierce Brosnan's character. The dad gets out of the car. Yeah, like you don't see any like of like the violence that just occurred. You just see everyone's reaction of it, and then yeah, it's a really weird movie, but it's romance. I don't. I, I want a romance binge right now, yeah. and let me tell you, I'm not gonna watch Remember Me again. I don't. Mi- I don't mind it. I was just not watch it again. Yeah. But I watched this one last night, uh, and I watched it when I was way, oh man, years and years ago, and I'd kind of forgotten about it. When Harry Met Sally, I get that that's a classic, <laughs> and I'd only ever seen it once before in my life. But I finally got to experience it after I'd been through film school and I've been. You know, doing stuff in the industry. I watched it last night, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Plus, I'm on a romance binge, so like, it just hit me like a fucking brick wall, man. I was at the end, I'm tearing up. Ah, it was so good. Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, I love mm-hmm. that. Have you watched When Harry Met Sally? No, missing the fuck out. I will watch. It's such it a charming movie. Time I'm, I'm in the process of like <laughs> watching so many rom coms and romance movies right now, mm-hmm. just because I'm trying to get my head in like um. I'm working on something. I'm working on something, and uh, romance is a big part of it. Well, you recently just watched, uh, it was uh, like an anime romance? Oh, yes. I watched two. I watched uh, Your Name, which is a Japanese anime uh, film. What was that like? It was freaking awesome. Yeah. For when it, in, the, in the pantheon of romance movies, for me, once I finished watching that, I was just like, that's like one of the top ten best romances I've ever seen. Like, you, you fully believe it, despite how, like, weird it might get sometimes. Like, at the end of that movie, I was, like, cheering. And I'm, like, championing for these people to, like, get fucking together. Yeah. Um, I remember we were talking about this, uh, I'd say, like, two weeks ago or eight yeah. weeks ago. Well, yeah. No, it was definitely two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, just hearing your, uh, this, like, epiphany moment for you where you're just, like, oh, man, I, I got into, like, this this anime thing. And I'm, like... Oh man, I wanna, I wanna experience that. Like I do watch anime and all that such, but I don't watch like feature-length films mm-hmm. that revolve around the topic of like romance or anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, honestly, I thought they did like a a romance better than what I've seen most Western movies do. Mm-hmm. Like I watched this and I was blown away. Like I loved, I loved it. I, I totally believed in the relationship between Taki and Mitsuha. I believe in the names. Um, I totally believed in them better than I believed in any Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone relationship in movies, and they've done it three times now. Well, it's formulaic at this point. So, mm, although I do love La La Land, it's mm-hmm. in my top ten. I love La La Land, but yeah, it's a great movie. Your name was just blew me away. It's such a good storyline. Like that, I don't want to give too much away. Aside from just tell everybody, I totally recommend you should watch it. But it's kind of like a body switching thing. These two, this girl and a guy are in it's inexplicably connected in some way. And they, every every other day, they're kind of switching bodies with one another. And that's how they grow their connection, even though Taki lives in Tokyo and she lives in a small village. Mitsuha lives in a small village. So, does it, trying to figure out why that's... Does it do with, like, bureaucracy? Bureaucracy? Yeah. No? I, it's about romance. All right. <laughs> it's... It, 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 I don't think there's much else to like infer into it. I mean, obviously, film is subjective. Whatever, you, like everyone can find a different meaning into it mm-hmm. than what I saw. I just saw like this great romance, this whole star-crossed lovers thing, and it's so good. There's like uh, this meteor that goes through the sky at the beginning of the movie, and they're talking about how like it's a beautiful view, and then it sort of like comes back, and it's 
kind of might be the explanation. It probably is the explanation as to why they're switching bodies. But there's a lot of good twists and turns. And it's like that classic rom-com romance thing where, you know, the guy runs to the airport to get the girl. I love those moments now. I'm loving those moments. And it's got a moment like that in this movie. And then at the end, the end of it, there's there's this great soundtrack by um, the, the Rad Wimps that they did music. They did, they did music for, the, for it. Uh, the music really probably helped that movie for me because I just loved listening to it. And then I ended up watching another one by the same guys, and it was kind of like a sequel to it called Weathering With You, and I saw it last week with my buddy Eric. Mm, so you were hooked? Oh, I was hooked. <laughs> and that movie is so, structurally, it's the same movie as your name, but it deals with a completely, like the, yeah, the story structure is completely the same, the, be the beats are kind of the same, but the story itself is completely different. This time it's dealing with a girl that can control the weather, and this guy that is like run away from home from, from his little village. He ran away and then moved to Tokyo, like ran away to Tokyo and then is staying with these two people who like write articles and stuff. And then they start writing about this thing called sunshine girls, which are people like girls that control, that can control the weather. But if they can do that, they also have to sacrifice themselves or else like there's this huge consequence to the land if they continue being the sunshine girl. Mm. So that's the whole setup. So like equivalent exchange. Yeah. Like, Oh, you can control the weather, but just know that, uh, it's going to get pretty bad. <laughs> and that, that aspect of it is like so good. Like I said to Eric after the movie was done and I was like, I felt it again. Mm -hmm. I felt it. It was so good. Have you found any since? Aside from when Harry met Sally, but that wasn't obviously not Japanese <laughs> anime. Yeah. But that was another romance movie that like I, I immediately I saw, I rewatched and I was like, man, I can't believe this movie. I didn't have this movie in like my top at least 20 movies of all time that I like. Mm-hmm. So I definitely moved it there after watching it again last night. Oh. Did you watch any movies on Valentine's Day? Nope. No? I was working on Valentine's Day. I don't think I watched anything that, that was romance-wise. Mm. I know you watched Sonic. You said last week you saw Sonic on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It was fun, but probably not the best Valentine's movie to watch. But well, t tell me your opinion on romance movies in general. Uh, well, I guess they give me inspiration to... Uh, Take my girlfriend out to uh, better things. <laughs> <laughs> Gives, it, it, write notes like, okay, this is, wow. Huh. It, to be honest, it does kind of show you like, oh man, if, if I ever want a girl to fall in love with me faster or something. Or, uh, dance under, underneath uh, streetlights. I was about to uh, say something that would have totally made me a total piece of shit. Like, oh my God, teach me how to be a better person. It's like, well, no, I'm a pretty good person. But like saying that would have made me sound like a complete asshole. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> and I still said it. No shame. Mm-hmm. But they're so good. Yeah. I want to be Billy Crystal. I want to be Taki. I want to be the guy from Weathering With You. I want to be Ryan Gosling from La La Land. I want to be those guys. I want to I be Emma Stone from La La Land because then she gets to kiss Ryan Gosling, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's a win-win situation yeah. whether you're in. You know, yeah, I don't care. I don't care which role <laughs> I am in La La Land. Take me. I don't have a good singing voice. For the fools who dream. Can you do your best, Billie Eilish? Make it really rough, guy. Make it yeah, all right. <laughs> but I, no, I cannot do it. I just picture her going very low. Mm -hmm. Bad guy. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> okay, that one was old. that was exaggerated, obviously. Yeah. But favorite romance movie. Favorite romance rom com obviously can be grouped in with that. Um. I know. Okay, this is gonna sound weird, but. I like Yes Man. Oh, yeah. I just like... 
I don't know if that's like my favorite romance, but like it's the one that's coming to my mind right now. Zoe like, Deschanel and Jim Carrey have great chemistry. Yeah, like it's a movie that like I always go back to in my mind, and like I always like seem to watch like maybe like twice a year. Oh, like, that's interesting. Twice a year. I don't think I've watched it in like three years. I don't know. It's a it's a movie I've been watching since like two thousand eight. Yeah, that's when it came out. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Nice pull. <laughs> my friend showed it to me, and like I was immediately like, oh, I want a girlfriend now. <laughs> Made him believe in love again. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just like that movie. I like that chemistry that I have in them. Like, oh man, I want that. Yes. I want this. You know what? Yeah. That's the best part about those movies. Mm -hmm. Reigniting the flame that was once inside of you, maybe. Yeah. That's what I that's what I found with the your name. You know, my whole romantic side might have been kind of dead. I wasn't watching too many romance movies, and I watched your name, and all of a sudden I'm like, I want to be an amazing person. Like I want I want to be better than who I am. Mm -hmm. I want I want to I want to have a relationship like that. And then. All of a sudden, you start thinking. I don't know if you're like me, but you could you could start like overthinking the stuff you're doing. You're like, oh my god, what if this is like that movie or this is like that? Yeah. Or you I start creating your own romance story in your head with your own life. I feel like the way I live my life, I will always draw things from like certain movies, and I'm like, oh man, I I got out of bed like this, and it reminded me of that. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's just like certain things like that. But yeah, romance wise, or just anything with like a significant other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like I'm thinking of like other things at that point, but I feel like with that mentality, you're always just gonna be thinking of other things. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, then that, that, that's not. Yeah, it kind of like takes you out of it a little. Yeah, way, but you don't do that all the time. No, no. Like it's sort of cool to get the motivation from the movie or whatever, mm -hmm. but definitely don't be like, oh man, if I do this, it'll be just like that movie. It's like no, man, no, no. <laughs> no don't go that far. Oh man, I feel like Jim Carrey right now. Like, is my girlfriend dating Jim Carrey or me? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> don't don't lose don't lose track of reality. Be yourself, but mm -hmm. take the take the lessons from those movies. Mm -hmm. And oh, one of my favorites of all time, Eternal Sunshine. That's a great romance. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up earlier, but I I had a feeling that you would. We're on another thing. <laughs> well, just speaking of Jim Carrey and Yes Man, mm -hmm. Eternal Sunshine. That one makes me cry. If everyone like, but that one, see, that one makes me sad. At the same time, like I'm sort of hopeful at the end, but I'm more sad than hopeful. Like I'm I, like, damn. That's take like me the to man talk. Is that like the first time Jim Carrey's like played a role where he's not just like like a super wacky guy, but like a wacky guy with like insane well, depression? Truman Show could have been. I'm pretty sure Truman Show was before that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess he still kind of he still gets to kind of be Jim Carrey in that, but to a lesser extent. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was Eternal Sunshine was kind of like the first. Yeah, it actually felt like serious. It, yeah, it felt like a serious kind of like depression that the guy was, was having. And then he goes into number twenty three after that. Oh like, boy, the number twenty three. I remember I watched that when I was like, I forget the twist. Uh, well, I remember it vaguely. I should say I barely remember that movie. I just know he was writing twenty three on his wall. Everything and shit. in his life equaled twenty three, and he couldn't yeah, understand that was, why. Yeah, that was the whole thing of it. I don't even know why. Didn't, and then <laughs> what, he finds a book called the number twenty three. Yeah, doesn't oh, it yeah. turn out? Doesn't it turn out that he's the guy that the book was written about, or something? I don't. Yeah, there was we like, should do a rewatch and talk about the number twenty-three. <laughs> that should just be a whole discussion, and like, what? Just Jim Carrey's <laughs> career, like, what led to the number twenty-three? Yeah, it's a weird movie. I just remember these like weird parts where like, it would do like a flashback, or not like a flashback, but like a, like whenever he's like no, referring it, to the book, it's like, and it would from be a him point in time or. In yeah. the book, yeah, it would be, yeah. I know it's what you're talking really about. I do remember that too, because it was kind of like they. It was filmed a little kind of dreamy. Mm -hmm. It was like black and white or something. Yeah, I think it was like sort of a 
like a noir. There wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of colors popping. Mm-hmm. Really weird movie. <laughs> yeah, but let's move on from the number twenty three. We mentioned La La Land uh-huh. and the Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone romances throughout the years. La La Land's probably my personal favorite, but Crazy Stupid Love. You ever seen that one? No. Ah, Steve Carroll. Great movie. Funny. Great rom-com. I watched it a few weeks ago. I also watched 13 going on 30, but that has nothing to do with what I just set up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Uh, once you start, all of a sudden you want to like keep watching romance movies. Mm. Should I watch 13 going on 30 as well? It's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's like the greatest, but it is okay. I mean, I love Jennifer Garner. She's not in enough things. She's just so wholesome, and I love it. Uh, one thing I like about uh, La La Land, going back to that, uh, it kind of reminds me of like what I want to do, but like from the fools who dream. Yeah, yeah, but from uh, uh, you're you're the Emma Stone storyline because yeah, she wants Emma to be Stone an actress. Point of view, yeah. yeah, I don't know. When I think of that, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> is my life like that? Am I waking up every day feeling like Emma Stone? Wow. Well, she ends up getting it all at the end, right? Except for the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's debatable. That was a wild twist. Those two should have been together. Yeah. <laughs> Those last, uh, the the eight-minute sequence where it's like, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Oh. I always, I was really cheering for those two. But at least they get that little look at each other at the end, like, nod. Ryan Gosling gets the nod. She nods. They part ways forever. But it's like. It asks you that that movie's like asks you the question: Do you go for the dreams? Or do you go for a like once in a lifetime love? Right. Mm-hmm. Most people want to pursue their dreams. I don't know. I think I'd pursue my dreams, but I would want that that love to be with me. Yeah, you'd want both. I would want both, but if, and you if will it's, try your hardest. The movie's but... telling me I can only have one or the other. Yeah. So in the context of the movie, if I can only have one or the other, I guess I'm taking dreams. But if I end up depressed, I'm gonna really de- I'm gonna not like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna regret that decision. We could go, we could go deep on a romance talk right now, but we missed the boat on Valentine's Day <laughs> to talk about romance movies. Now we're like a week late talking about, about talking about romance. True, but romance isn't just one day, Zach. That's good. <laughs> romance isn't just one day. Mm-hmm. I actually had a conversation with a buddy of mine on one of our group chats. A couple of my friends back home. I'm from Woodstock, and a shout out to Nicole, Nebel, Ryan, and Gecko. I was talking with Ryan on one of our group chats, and we were talking about love. And let me let me pull it up. My buddy Nebel was he sent like a really heartfelt message to the both of us, and at the end of it, he's just like, "I love you, fellas." And Ryan says, "I love you too, man. Always here for you." And then I send back Nebel. You know, when it comes down to it, it's all love always. I would fight the demons of Nazareth with you until the bitter end. I love you. And Nebel says, "Thanks, guys." Beanbag Boys for Life, which he's obsessed with the movie Good Boys, so he's mm. got to say that. Uh, but then Ryan's just like, damn, Zach topped me hard. And then I said back, I was like, it's not about topping, but yes, I did. <laughs> Ryan replies, it's not a competition, but you just made it one. And I'm like, love isn't a competition, it's a battlefield. And he says, a battlefield in which you are the sole survivor. And then I say, when you're in love, you're never alone. That's some wholesome content you just pulled out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, that feels like a line that should be in a movie, but I've never heard that line before. But yes, when you're in love, you're not alone, and that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that sentiment. I'm not in love with any particular person right now, but I feel like through watching all these movies, 
I've been I've grown to start loving myself more for who I am and embracing more of what I, of, of who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And like Valentine's Day, we know so many people that like look at it as a day where dreadful. it's a yeah, dreadful, mm-hmm. sad day and all that. But I had a great day even just by myself. Mm-hmm. Like fantastic. And we sort of talked about this. We know we know somebody that said that day sucks. And I feel like that's a horrible attitude to have towards that day. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing that like I like to think about even when like I'm feeling down on certain days. Um, you're you're never alone. Like not today, not tomorrow. There's other people going through like the same kind of stuff. And the worst thing to do is just shut yourself off and judge mm-hmm. like your own day. And we've all been there. We've all definitely shut down and we're just complete assholes. Mm-hmm unfairly and unjustly towards people I've done it mm-hmm. just because I was heartbroken and if I was still like that then I'm an asshole but I've grown from that and I've learned from that mm-hmm. and I know how important love is and even if we only get to experience it briefly with another person that's fine at least I got to experience it yeah. and I'll hold on to that part of it forever it's probably good to think of like the thing that you went through it's important to what you're going to become yeah. Yeah. It's just a moment when you look back and you write the book of your life, hopefully that moment you remember and you're like, this led me here. This made me into who I am right now. I, I learned a lesson here. Mm-hmm. Love is amazing, man. Mm-hmm. And just speaking, like I'm, I'm, all, I'm all high on love right now, just mm-hmm. talking about it and just talking about how amazing it is and all these movies and how much we're able to embrace them for it. Mm-hmm. Is there any you would recommend that I check out? A romance movie? Yes. Hmm. A romance movie, a romance movie, a romance movie. Not at the moment. Oof. But you know what? I wonder if you're just like, well, you might have seen all the ones no, no, that no, I'm no, thinking no. of. No, 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 no. This is going to be a pressure cooker. Okay. Someday, maybe in one of these uh, one of these podcasts. You'll just, auto- you'll just randomly yell at a title? Yeah. Fair enough. It'll be up to you to figure that out, to decipher that. And speaking of romance, <laughs> another part of romances are breakups. And Harley Quinn just went through a big one. And her movie Birds of Prey came out, and they keep changing the title on that one. First it was Birds of Prey the and the Emancipation of One Fabulous Harley Quinn or something. Fantabulous? Or, no, yeah, wait. Fantabulous Emancipation, Harley yeah. Quinn, whatever. It was a really long title. And then when it got closer to release, it was just kind of called Birds of Prey. And now it's Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. It's like live, die, repeat, edge of tomorrow. Like they're just changing their titles because they're like, well, marketing, it didn't work. Huh? Uh, I think they they changed the name of that so it would like fit. On, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's more like, of a Harley Quinn movie anyways. Yeah, yeah. But it's also to like fit on like certain like websites or yeah. list- listings basically for the movie. Well, people say that's one of the reasons why it didn't like, have a huge opening. But I mean, I I liked it. I saw it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it here. Like I saw it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my best friend Gecko, and like there's there's moments it's like Sonic the Hedgehog when we're talking about it. Like there's moments you're like maybe not gonna like, but overall like it's not a horrible movie. Margot Robbie delivers as Harley Quinn. Um, Journey Smouye Bell was good as the Black Canary. I probably butchered your name and I apologize, but she was great as the Black Canary. Like I loved her in it, and I watched Arrow, so I've already seen like a couple other performances done for that character. But I thought what she did was like better than what I've saw in those in those shows. I really Ooh. enjoyed that. I enjoyed her, and I want to see more of her character. Um, the detective Montoya, 
she was all right. I didn't mind her. The only two characters I didn't really like that were like main were the Huntress, just because there was just some weird anger gimmick they were playing with her that I didn't find funny. And I'm not sure if it was funny, like if it was supposed to be, <laughs> but it was, it just, her character wasn't really working for me. And so I couldn't get into it. And then Cassandra Kane, I couldn't get into her character at all. And she's like the little, uh, little girl in it. But tell me, how was Ewan? Ewan, Ewan, Ewan was amazing. Ewan, yeah. Yes, it's Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I call him Ewan because I think of like Obi-Wan. <laughs> what a weird way to remember the name, but. Yeah. But how was he? My favorite part. Yeah. My favorite part. I go. did like him a lot. Like Black Mask, what he did with that character. I wasn't expecting much from him, but like, my God, he delivered. I really enjoyed watching him. He had so many good lines. Like, honestly, there's this one thing that I love saying. Like, I, I look at it as like the perfect insult. But when I call somebody a fucking moron, like, I just feel like it hits. Mm. It hits. And you can kind of feel the gravity of those words. Yeah. And he says it at one point in this movie. And I just loved it because it made me think of me, of me saying it. I loved it. And I forget that, like, I know the context of the way he says it, and I'm not going to just spoil it because I know you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But he calls somebody, he's like, what are you, a fucking moron? <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. And then there's, there's this one line that's, like, amazing. Somebody's talking about, like, I'm trying to be vague, so I know who the people are that say these things. But It's okay if you spoil this okay. one thing. Harley Quinn's, like, says something pretty sappy towards him about the little girl. And then Ewan McGregor just goes, ew. <laughs> and I love that reply. And I'm going to get a little spoiler, a bit more spoilery here. That's his last line in the entire movie is, ew. <laughs> but it was like, if that was going to be a final line for anybody, I'm glad it was his because it was amazing. Because <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. It was, there was some good comedy in there. And it, the, the movie's kind of structured like the first Deadpool, you know, going back to the first act constantly throughout. Okay. To sort of make the have the whole story make sense, and then by the third act, all the pieces are together, and we see how it all finishes. Okay, but um, but like the reason why like I didn't go see it yet is because like I forgot it was it was like coming out like late January. You know, I think that's something that the marketing team could have done better with. I don't yeah. feel like it was marketed as well as it could have been. I felt like the trailer, like like the final trailer, came out for it, like. Well, not the final trailer, but like the trailers leading up to its release, like I just completely Far forgot and few about between. it. Yeah, there wasn't enough build. Like I remembered it was coming out because there was some stuff Warner Brothers Canada was doing in Toronto, bringing like uh, the Bruce the hyena around. So they're promoting it very a little bit, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah, the Birds of Prey is this weekend. Holy shit! And then my buddy was coming down, like I said, Gecko, and I was like, I asked him, want to go see Birds of Prey? And we ended up going to see Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. But we thought we'd meme it out a bit more. Like, usually, like we talked about in the last episode, you like memeing out movies with your friends. I thought Birds of Prey would be one of those movies, but there wasn't a lot of stuff I, I would meme out about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a movie I'm going to watch again, not for a while at least, but it's good, and I think it deserves to... I would love to see more more of it. I think the potential's there, especially with Harley Quinn, so I'm excited to see her come back for the James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Ah, uh, yes. Another topic for another day. Or oh, no, you can just go in right now. What do you, what do you think? It? Um, I'm excited for it. I think this is just like, like a nice gift that James Gunn got out of like all this like James Gunn controversy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just some sort of uh, some sort of reward, you know. Just after going through all that kind of stuff and like every all this backlash and all that, 
Yeah. You know? He's able to do a Suicide Squad movie and then just go right back to uh, Guardians. Yeah. Like almost imme- I don't know if it's immediately after Suicide Squad's done filming, he's going into that. Yeah, but. well, it's like his next, like, probably bigger mm-hmm. thing. He'll, and he's able to assemble such good casts. And I'm so excited to see what he does with Suicide Squad. <laughs> if it's going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy in any way, mm. like, it'll probably have his normal, like, there'll be the James Gunn touches, the quirkiness of the characters and whatnot. Yeah, we're going to get, like, a whole spectrum of, like, James Gunn movies. Cause, like, this is going to be probably. Rated R. Do you think, oh, gory? Yeah, like, it's probably going to be, like... More gory than the first Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm, because, like, DC's kind of going into that kind of direction now. Mm-hmm. Into, the, like, this this. I mean, you get Joker, edgy. make $1 billion. I yeah. mean, they were probably thinking Harley Quinn's movie would make a lot of money, but apparently mm-hmm. not. But, yeah, he's going to be... Just imagine it, like, this being, like, a super, like, messed up uh, Suicide Squad, and then just... Straight back to Guardians of the Galaxy three, where everything's uh, go right back to PG thirteen, yeah, where you can sort of <laughs> ride the line a little bit with some of the jokes you make. Mm-hmm. If you imagine a black light, it would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> so with the with the Suicide Squad coming up, it looks like DC's got a bright future ahead. Oh, finally, they got Wonder Woman also coming out this year. Oh yeah, Black Adam with Dwayne the Rock Johnson going to be filming in the summer. Yep. Finally again. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Been waiting for that for a long time. We don't even know what he's going to look like. Is the, he going to be balding like he normally is? The Rock was just like, I want my own franchises. So he gets Hobbs and Shaw and then he gets Black Adam. <laughs> Instead of being in the Shazam movie or something to set it up. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what it's going to be. They said the Justice Society of America is going to come in. They're going to get their big screen debut because they, they were already in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which is a good show. I like that one. It's probably my favorite CW DC DC show. Wow, butchered that. <laughs> but their their future looks very bright, and I'm excited to see what happens with them. Hopefully, we see more of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn get more standalones because I do think Birds of Prey was good enough for at least another one. And then the Suicide Squad to look forward to that. Mm-hmm. That's probably my most hotly anticipated one outside of the Batman. But we had a whole discussion about that last week. Don't need to go into that again. Yeah, but. Just to like say something about like all these movies as a whole. Yeah. Uh, for like audiences, I wonder if like they're already used to like this uh, this scrambled universe that thing that's going on because like some are connected here, some are connected there. Uh, some of these movies aren't even connected anymore. I mean, let's let's compare it to the X Men universe. That was some fucked up timelines there. Yeah, but as you can tell, the X Men X Men universe kind of dwindled on its last legs for a while. Now there. that's a discussion that we could go all out on. Yeah. Dark Phoenix was a horrible ending. So horrible. Even after, like, Ugh. oh, come on. I, 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 yeah, that saved all those opinions for later. But it, it's almost like the timeline, at least, is like very um, fragmented. Not the same. It's very scrambled. Like, X Men was fucked. Deadpool even jokes about it. But DC now, like, is Batman going to be a part of it? Like, Robert Pattinson's going to be a part of it. Whereas. Like they replaced Jared Leto's Joker. How is that going to make any sense? All that. Yeah, even though like Jared Leto's Joker is like referenced in Harley Quinn, right? She's re- I mean referenced, but you don't see Jared Leto at all. <clears throat> yeah. Like you, he's I had a feeling, barely right? referenced, barely referenced. But on that note, and we covered a lot of stuff today. But one last thing, I just, we didn't really get the opinions. Like Billy Eilish's 007 score. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right, that's it. That's it for today, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jordan, take it away. Uh, I am Jordan Fiddler. You can find me on uh, Instagram. 
that's Jordan with your bullshit, and Jordan spelled J-O-R-D-O-N, not with an A. So Jordan with your bullshit. And I'm your host, Zach Crawford. You can find me on Instagram at Zach Crawford with two A's or at the Filmaholic Guy or on Twitter at Zach Crawford 3, although that is subject to change soon. Thanks for stopping by the banter booth. See you next week. See ya. Last hello, you've opened your eyes. But why won't you even look me in the eyes? What's wrong with you? You angrily tell me that I'm late. Well, I'm sorry, but I did my best in running and past this base. My heart overtook my body as if it by you in this place. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.